0: Mike and Jesse talk about sports, the sports cards market, and how to make money with this hobby on Sports Cards Nonsense. They'll let you know who you should be buying and selling and give you the occasional fantasy football advice. Check out Sports Cards Nonsense on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: It is the Ringer NFL show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, emergency Dak Prescott extension edition. Noah Princiati is here. Danny Heifetz is here. You know it's special because Kyle... Is engineering and producing it. That's how you know it's big time. Uh, Nora, what's going on?
0: Not much. Just just going between a lot of Taylor Swift talk and the Dallas Cowboys, who are kind of making sense. So it's 2007 in my brain.
1: Two very famous things. Um, two things that that we generally like here at the Ringer: uh, Taylor Swift and Dak Prescott. Two two very talented things. Um, we will end particular comparison right now, um, but we will say that the Dallas Cowboys ended our national nightmare. We have talked about this contract specifically for over three years. Um, it ends to that tonight. Uh, four years, $160 million. Danny Heifetz, your first thought upon hearing this extension, it came down while my wife and I were having birthday dinner for her. Uh, it joins the Andrew Luck retirement dinner that uh, my <laughs> wife and I also had as far as interrupting a good time. Yep. And, uh, but anyway, uh, when you first heard this extension news, Danny, you thought, what? One day before the (laughs) franchise tag deadline.
2: I thought, (laughs) eh, it's like whelming. It's, I'm not overwhelmed. I'm not underwhelmed. I'm whelmed. It's, we've known this was coming and it, yeah. Okay, so You're- were you
1: whelmed by the numbers or were you whelmed by the fact that it happened? Because I thought it was it was absolutely in play that there'd be a tag again. It'd be $38 million and we could just see this this roll over. Now, there's a couple of provisions here that are really important. Number one, is that, first of all, it's $126 million guaranteed, which is, I believe, $14 million more than Deshaun Watson, who got a similar deal last year. Uh, The other part of it is it's four years, which is short. The Cowboys wanted to get five, but since that was last year, they effectively got five years of control. But there's a uh, no-trade clause and a no-tag clause. And the no-tag clause is super important because the whole thing with Dak Prescott betting on yourself is that he wants to reach actual free agency, absolute free agency like Kirk Cousins did three years ago. And he's going to do that unless the Cowboys make him an insane offer three years from now, which, by the way, will happen when there's 100 percent increase in the TV deals. Um, Nora, what do we think?
0: Can I just make an attempt to properly whelm Danny Heifetz here? Have you, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised whelming.
1: by Danny's take here. Well, yeah,
0: I am, too. I want to I want to up the whelm factor. All right. So Dak Prescott, he's going to be 28 in July when this deal is up effectively up. There are two void years. We don't need to think about them. It's a four year deal. He will be 31 years old. He's making forty million dollars a year in annual value on this deal. Uh, he and Patrick Mahomes are the two quarterbacks who are in the in the forties. Mahomes is forty-five. When Dak hits free agency, Mahomes will have eight years left on his deal. There's a solid likelihood that Dak Prescott could out-earn Patrick Mahomes over the course of his career. Does that properly, whelm You? No, honestly, I, here's What's the thing. What's going I'm being on with Heifetz it's like, in this pie. Here's the thing. He's like so, so blase. He's here's like, why. nothing phases me. Nothing matters. We're all just dust in the wind. So here's the thing. The
2: franchise tag for Dak was $38 million. 38. So if yes. he did nothing, he didn't come to the negotiations. He didn't log on to Zoom. He was going to get $38 million. So I understand it's a big number, 160 over four. 38 million annually was the floor in these negotiations. It was not going to ever get below 38. So if you've been paying attention to the franchise tag, which is like the least interesting thing you can pay attention to, I understand why you could get the push notification. It's four years, $40 million annually. It seems like a lot. But if you've been following the franchise tag, it was always going to be like $155 million-ish over about four years. So the number itself wasn't exactly surprising. I think it's crazy, as you said, that he's getting – way more money than Mahomes in the first three years, way more money than a lot of quarterbacks. But that's just the nature of the Cowboys kind of bungled this whole negotiation. And it's kind of like my honest thought when I first saw this was, you know, like when a TV show has its finale and you forgot it was on the air and you're like, mm-hmm. Oh, I guess that that's over. I didn't even know it was still. It's that's kind of how I felt. It's just, all right, I guess this is over now. I kind of forgot about it. Yes. You yes have no.
0: living and dying by every Dak Prescott, like contract. Up and down for the last three years. Like I've been watching this show, is how I feel. Maybe that's why I feel proper. <laughs> it's like the you know be been Dead. Tuning it's in. like he's not
2: gonna leave. They're not gonna get away from the zombies. He was never gonna leave the Cowboys. So you thought there so, was
1: no chance Dak Prescott was gonna find free agency and just wait this whole thing out? I guess not this year. I mean, I don't think any maybe he couldn't have. Right. But I'm just saying, I, I, there was. A, I thought, I thought there was at least a slim chance, a slim chance that they would, Dak would just keep betting on himself, as we talked about, play out the 38 million dollars. By the way, the cap hit this year is 22 million dollars. As our buddy David Hellman pointed out, uh, Carson Wentz is counting more against the Eagles' cap this year than Dak Prescott will count against the Cowboys' hat <laughs> cap. There's That's a, amazing. Probably a, a, That's a, a lesson in that. But I thought that, that is there overwhelming. Was, I thought that there was some sliver of a chance that the Cowboys would bungle this and the Dak Prescott would be playing somewhere else in in two years or whatever it was I really do think that the the allure of the open market was something that that appealed to him and so I guess that we come from this from different sides Danny because you think that there was there was no chance he was ever gonna be anything but a Dallas Cowboy
2: well the injury also the injury was a wrench in this so I mean obviously the ankle injury was awful and so I guess I shouldn't be so blasé as Thor would say
0: well, but also, I, just,
2: I don't the, know. It's, the, it, the, hold on. I didn't. I didn't think he was going to leave. Jerry t- kept saying he was going to be a cowboy, and I believe Jerry. I don't know.
0: It was so this. Is, okay, this is, this gets it. This gets at what my question was going to be. What Dallas Cowboys organization have you been watching do business over the last however many years? Like you didn't think they were capable of some crazy shit? That was what beyond the number and beyond just going. Okay, big picture, Dak really bet on himself here and did well doing that. My other big takeaway was, you know what? Maybe Dak got what he wanted out of that a little bit more than the Cowboys got exactly what they wanted in terms of the structure of the contract and five years versus four and whatever. But the Cowboys just did a thing that makes a lot of rational sense with and not. If you consider the past three years, we had to go however, however many rounds with this. But right now, the Cowboys just did a thing that makes a lot of rational sense without a lot of fanfare or back and forth, mm-hmm. which feels like a breakthrough. Like someone there is drinking water and getting rest and making smart decisions for their lives. And I commend them for it.
1: Yes. And and I want to talk briefly about one thing I've heard going around the past couple of days. And I think the Dak Prescott discourse has gotten a little bit off track. And there's this whole thing of you don't pay Deshaun and Patrick Mahomes' money for Dak Prescott because he's not on that level. Um, we're going to debate that in a second. But I also, I just want to say that's not the conversation. The conversation is leverage. And he was going to be paid like that because he got himself in a position to be paid like that. If he kept playing on the tag, he would, A, make that much money. He would make around forty eight million $40 million because it's 38 this year. And then beyond that, once he obviously gets closer and closer for agency, that's the number he's going off of. And so it doesn't matter it, it it's a trivia question basically or a debate question but whether or not he's as good as as Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes he's going to be paid like it because he positioned himself like that. And so I thought the last couple of weeks there's been a lot of people saying oh the Cowboys should just go to the draft or or let it ride or trade him or whatever. Um, maybe, but I, I just, I think that's a huge risk. And I think that that's the cost of doing business right now. And we've seen that a million times. I mean, remember that summer where Derek Carr and Matthew Stafford and whomever you know, there were like three quarterbacks who were paid, who immediately became the highest paid quarterback in football. Yeah. That's how this works. <laughs> Don't ever try to make sense of this. Don't ever try to make sense of it. It doesn't, there's, there's no law that says the best quarterback is to be the highest paid quarterback. And what we're seeing now, actually, when you look at it, uh, whether that's Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, and now Dak Prescott. And then I believe the fourth highest paid um, by annual av- average annual value is Russell Wilson. It's actually a pretty reflective list because those are some really good quarterbacks. That hasn't happened a lot of the time that the four bet- top quarterbacks uh, by money in this league are paid are paid the most. Um, that doesn't happen a-, a lot, and so actually we're in a pretty good place as far as that goes. Nora.
0: Take it away from just the salary and consider widening the frame of what the Cowboys have gone through in their history with their quarterbacks, right? Yeah. So between Aikman and Romo, they're grasping at straws. They're trying to figure stuff out. Romo is undrafted. And then they get to Dak, who's a fourth round pick. Mm -hmm. So what does that tell you? That tells you that there's a lot of randomness associated with finding these guys. And it also tells you that you can have these periods where you're really struggling to find the guy. And if I phoned into Jerry Jones's yacht and said, "Hey, buddy, forty million bucks," you don't have to do that again. I'm pretty sure I know what he would say. Sign me up. What would he say? Yeah. I think he would say, "Sign me up. Let's go." We got to the accents. I cannot do the accent. I'm I'm not going to keep talking about Taylor, but we had an experience <laughs> where I attempted a Southern accent on the first pod and I was told expressly never to do that again. So I'm not going to do it. But I think that is a pretty clear decision. Now, that's framing it without all the, well, we can just go year to year. We can tag. We mm-hmm. can do the injury. and And that's when I think sometimes teams make bad decisions. But here they didn't let any of that get in the way of making a good one, which even if it's a little like this contract is, is more what Dak would have wanted if he'd drawn up dream deal than what Mm -hmm. the Cowboys would have. Right. And there's an important point on that, that I want us Mm, to make really clear, which is that, so he can't, he, he's not going to play on the franchise tag, but technically he's going to be tagged as a formality, which means that he will be, Unable to be tagged because of the no tag clause at the end of this deal. But going forward, because they will have put the tag on him, any subsequent tag after the end of that deal that has the no tag clause, he would have to be paid 44% more of his previous annual salary. So it's not just that he can't be tagged at the end of this deal. It's that practically speaking it's going to be really hard to put the franchise tag on Dak Prescott for any team ever again.
1: That, we, we know that because of the Drew Brees situation, because San Diego had had tagged him, and then uh, Drew Brees and his contract led to the craziest cap set situation in the history of football. Um, that It still remains to this day in, with our good friends, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Danny Hyphens, let's talk about the Cowboys from a team-building perspective. So again, the $22 million cap number for this year is manageable it's nice uh it's as much or slightly a little bit higher than amari cooper is making um ezekiel elliott i think is at 13 this year i don't have it in front of me um this is a team with a lot of highly paid players but it's a team that on paper has a lot of talent and there's huge questions about the defense but we know the weapons um zeke elliott is not one of those weapons i'm sorry to say uh but cooper cd lamb michael gallup um, you know, I, the offensive line will be healthier than it was last year. Uh, Dak Prescott on this team settled in knowing what we know now about what he'll be paid and, and sort of how that all works. You think what about the Cowboys in 2021?
2: I mean, they better, they have to win the Super Bowl in the next two or three years. I think that's why <laughs> oh, <okay>. they <laughs> signed this contract. No, not like they're going to, but that's what this yeah, is yeah, for, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I gotcha. Like. Nora, Nora, I mean, had, I guess, I, I guess, but I, I don't. Like, what's
1: What's going to happen if they don't?
2: Well, so here's
1: I mean, there's a lot get of get highly more, paid Jerry quarterbacks. Jones, Go
2: ahead. So Jerry Jones, two combines ago, said that this was, and I'm like paraphrasing, but he said, "This is my thirtieth combine, and I don't have thirty more. All I want at this point in my life <laughs> is a Super Bowl. Other than the yeah. health of the people I love, I'd want a Super Bowl more than I want another billion dollars." I think that this is why he signed Dak. And I do think it's not just the $40 million. I think he signed Dak because he really genuinely believes this is a Super Bowl core and that he doesn't have time for to find some quarterback in the draft with a top 10 pick or trade up and hope that it's the right quarterback. As Nora said, they believe in Dak. He's been saying the whole time they're going to extend Dak. And so he brought Dak back because he really believes in this core. But to your point, Kevin, I think that there's real concerns because this is like a top-heavy roster. They've got... This offensive yeah. line, which is kind of getting creaky. Zach Martin, Tyron Smith are older. It's Lyle aging. Collins is really good, but you know, hip injury in mid 20s isn't awesome. And then the defense is pretty barren. It's pretty crazy how a lot of this uh, uh, this team is thinned out. And in a lot of ways, it's the inverse of what Dak came in with. He came in with an elite offensive line and terrible skill players. Yes. And now he's got great skill players and a declining offensive line. And then the defense is kind of non-existent. So, you know, You're gonna have issues. Like they might have to replace Chidobi Owusu at cornerback. Like they've got um, Mm -hmm. Stephon Diggs's brother at cornerback, but they just need secondary help, which isn't great in the modern NFL. They don't really have a great pass rush, even though they paid Demarcus Lawrence. That's not awesome. They have a lot of holes. They have a terrible defense.
1: They have a terrible defense, and I I'm withholding judgment whether or not Dan Quinn. The new defensive coordinator can solve that. Uh, Mike Nolan is as bad as it gets. Mike McCarthy, just in general, I don't think is particularly a good coach. I had high hopes for them last year, and as soon as I saw them play, I, I didn't have have high hopes for them, which is a, kind of a bad sign. I'm going to ask
2: you both. The Cowboys fans we didn't del- either. A lot of fans will like defend their team and be like, "You don't know what you're talking about this team's Cowboys fans were very quick to be like, "This team doesn't have it." Okay, so
1: let me ask you both very quickly before we get delve into other things: the ceiling, or the let's say the best result over the next four years of this contract for the Cowboys is what? Like, it, give me the year and give me the round of the playoffs they get to over the next four years. I'll start with you, Nora Princiati.
0: Two years from now, NFC Championship game. Danny Heifetz.
2: Lose the NFC Championship game to the Packers, and then Mike McCarthy's fired.
0: Symmetry. Is that happening this year?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, or maybe two years.
2: I just think you that's the funniest th- do you, outcome.
1: Do you both think that that the Cowboys are the best team in the division this year, Nora?
0: I hate that division. It's so weird. I hate, uh, I hate that
1: division too. I, I, is that is it, the best quarter? Wow. Danny, you've got them losing the NFC Championship game to Aaron Rodgers. Oh, you said the <laughs> ceiling. <laughs> you got the, football, I think you that's the, the football team ranked above them? Okay. You said All it's right, the no. ceiling. No, I just I just give me what happens in the next four years. Okay. Wait, so let's go back to the division Wait, thing. Can I answer so that more all, clearly, we though? We can hate, I answer that more clearly? We all the NFC East. Yes, go ahead. I
0: hate the NFC East, but yes, I think... Oh, God, I'm going to regret this. Yeah, with a healthy Dak all year, yes, I think they are the most trustworthy team in the division for next year. If I knew Washington's quarterback situation, then maybe it would be different. But yes, I I, th- I think that's right.
1: I I just think that we had the most knowns about them.
0: Well, yeah, but they they have the quarterback and they have the ability to have a really good passing offense, which is still, if you can only have one thing and you don't want to just have one thing, but if you can only have one thing, that's what you want.
2: I think Washington wins the division this year because that defensive line is unbelievable, even if they get rid of Ryan Kerrigan. You've got four first rounders. It's like the San Francisco 49ers from a couple years ago. Obviously, Kyle Shannon's not the head coach, but I really believe in the talent that Washington has collected. I think even if with Taylor Heineke, maybe they, they mm-hmm. go 10 and six, but any quarterback upgrade, they're an odd auto favorite. The Cowboys, Dak was on the pace to like shatter Pate Manning's single season passing yardage record yes. before he got hurt. I mean, by like a thousand yards. And the crazy thing is they were still losing. And I think that there's a chance that that can put up these like Herculean passing yard records, but unless the defense gets better, they don't actually have a chance to contend. And now they're paying a quarter of their budget. To, I mean, well, I guess 22 million, but on average, you know, we'll see if they can actually build a contender. But they have a lot of holes. No, I will say 22 million dollars
1: as the cap starts to spike. Um, that is that is affordable, and that is well within the mm. range of a team that they can actually end up spending. Uh, what is, just from a team-building standpoint, what is pretty reasonable um, for a quote-unquote big-money quarterback, especially when, and we'll get into this in a second, um, the other quarterbacks come due. Um, I'm of the theory, you know, is all hypotheticals, again, because we just don't know who's going to play quarterback in Washington. We don't know the situation in Philadelphia at all. Uh, the Giants, Danny Heifetz, can you give me any insight on whether or not the Giants are going to be good in 2021?
2: They extended Jason Garrett. <laughs> yeah, well, the Cowboys have Mike McCarthy <laughs> I'm just gonna say Jason Garrett Daniel Jones are returning you make of that what you wish
1: all right um Dak Prescott so let's get into to where Dak Prescott is in the hierarchy of quarterbacks and you know I think that a lot of it has to do with I don't want to do the tears debate right now we can do that another day but a lot of it has to do with how big the tier is I and mean, I don't think he's on the the Watson Mahomes level but I don't think he's he's that far off. Um I think he is a top 10 quarterback who's who has a good case to be a top 5 quarterback on his best day. Uh Nora, you rank Dak Prescott where on the hierarchy of NFL quarterbacks right now?
0: He's second tier. He's yeah. not Mahomes, Watson, Wilson, depending probably. on the day, what Russell Wilson, but I would Aaron, still put Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, but he's he's in the next group.
1: So what you're saying is you, uh, Josh Allen is also second tier, is what you're saying? Because I didn't hear that name.
0: <laughs> I hate what you're doing to me right now. This is so mean. I just yes. didn't hear the name. <laughs> I no, I I don't group Josh Allen with with those four quarterbacks, but I would put him in the next group. Ah, uh, I. I Dak generally Prescott, agree who just is, with that. His yes, I know.
1: I know. I know. Okay. No, so the re- I was going to have a little, I'm going to ask Danny and I was having fun because we're going to talk about Josh Allen and what he's worth in a second here. Uh, Danny, same question. Dak Prescott kind of in that six, seven, eighth best quarterback in the NFL
2: tier for you as well. I think so. I mean, I think the tier, one, it's kind of like basketball, right? I think Bill and his pod ranked the other day, guys who you want to have the ball with the, like the last shot on the line. Who's going to get a bucket? And I think the top tier of quarterbacks for, I mean, to grossly oversimplify it is guys that if they need a touchdown to win the game, you expect it to happen. Mahomes, Brady, it's Aaron Rodgers. Like you think they're going to do it. And the next tier is guys who you believe can do it and like you've seen it, but it's not like a certainty. So I think that Dak, we've seen Dak take over games and be elite, but he's not. It, it, that Once you can do it, it's just a matter of how often you do it and how consistent you are. So I don't think he's quite as consistent with the comebacks as like Deshaun is, but we've certainly seen him in prime time. I'm thinking of that Vikings game, Sunday Night Football, I think from a year or two ago, where it's just really impressive. So I think that it, it's around tennis. It's just a matter of how often you've hit the level, but he's at, he has shown that he can be as good as anyone late in games.
1: Yeah, uh, Dak Prescott can make a team significantly better than it than it should be. And that's the mark for me of a great quarterback. And I think Dak Prescott is a great quarterback, is that he can make a team better than the sum of its parts outside of the quarterback position. And that t- there there are like maybe seven guys who can do that. He's one of them. And so that's and he that's a Dak argument presence. to me a hundred percent. And that's why to me he's worth forty million dollars. And that's why if you understand the realities of this whole thing, this was always this was inevitable. And I know Danny, you were welmed by this, but I was I was Surprised that the Cowboys a day before that they they would have uh, gone to the tag and all that stuff, even though again as a formality they will tag him. But I was surprised that that it got done with sort of a press release and, and it wasn't dramatic. Um, that that surprised me. And it's good business by the Cowboys, good business by by Dak Prescott. And in a in three four years, Dak Prescott's going to make ungodly sums of money. Now, last thing, what does this mean for Lamar Jackson? What does this mean for Josh Allen? Uh, what does this mean for every quarterback going forward? Um, there's a floor here. And I, I think that the big question over the past couple of months was, is Mahomes an outlier? And obviously no one's going to get $500 million, but is the fact that he's going to touch 50 or go over 50 in some of the years later in his contract, obviously, does that set a price point to where every there's a, a kind of a, a rising tide lifts, lifts all boats things where then all of a sudden Watson makes a little more all of a sudden, um, Prescott makes a little more, Josh Allen makes a little more, Lamar Jackson makes a little more. And I think that we saw maybe that was true on the low end where instead of making 39, you're making 40. Maybe, maybe it had a two million dollar difference, something like that. Um, but obviously it's going to be a really, really long time, um, until somebody makes 50, it might be until Dak Prescott reaches uh free agency in, in <laughs> four years. Um, Nora, you've done a lot of reporting on Josh Allen. Um, you, you know that franchise, Josh Allen, who is due for an extension. What happens
0: if the question is, does he get to forty million a year? I don't think so, because I think the context of the tag for Dak is essential. But I yes. do think that we are going to be inching co- close to the age of the forty million dollar a year, you know, upper echelon, but not necessarily top, 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 and, and top, that, two or three quarterback.
1: That ha- it, it went from thirty to forty so quickly. In Matt a Matt Ryan. Freaking Matt Ryan hit 30, like, two and a half years ago. And remember I called... That's,
0: remember when... Uh, it, who was it? It was Garoppolo and yeah. Derek Carr, who in pretty quick succession... And they were getting, like, what? Like, 26.5, 26, 28, something like that. And it was like, whoa, there we go. Some record-setting quarterback deals. That feels like it was freaking yesterday.
1: Here are the quarterbacks so- who are making $25 million a year or more, okay? at start at 25. Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford, Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff. Okay, that's we just went from twenty five million to thirty three. Okay, and now Goff, Goff and Rogers have the same exact average annual value. Um, I that just reading that sentence just gave me a migraine. Uh, and then above that is Wilson, Watson, Prescott, Mahomes. This. D- once you get under Rodgers, that list is a, is a nightmare. I mean, I you, you can argue individual. I, mean, I think Stafford's a really good quarterback. I think that Matt Ryan can be a really good quarterback. Tannehill's worth over $20 million, all that stuff. But I'm just saying, we're, we're in agreement, Nora. This is, again, it just, it makes no sense. But the fact that it went from 30, the threshold went from $30 million quarterbacks existing to $40 million so quickly uh, just speaks to the how quickly the, the sport can change, quite frankly.
0: And you know Kevin, what, can we I ask you a question? add as an addendum we should just add as an addendum to that. This this whole situation makes me feel like we're pretty close to getting some news about TV contracts, which look like mm. we kind of know the parameters of what we're we going to get there, know. but we'll we see. It. We know that it's going to be a lot, but we're going to see a number pretty soon, I think. And it's going to contextualize what's going on with some of this. And it's also going to contextualize some of the Cowboys decision making here. But Danny, I, I cut you off. What were you saying? You had
2: a question. You know, no, I have a question for you Kevin. I mean, I so on one hand, we're talking about age of the $40 million quarterback and how it just spiked from 30 million annually for quarterbacks to now we're at 40, you know, fears could go to 50. And on the other hand, Peter Schrager went on Russillo's podcast this week and said that the middle mm-hmm. class of free agents are about to exp- or middle class of veterans are going to get a bloodbath. Our guys are going to get one year deals and there's going to be a real changing of I mean income and there's going to be a real change in the income structure of the whole league and how players go Mm -hmm. and so do you think that in some ways we're talking about money at the top people in the middle and bottom getting screwed is this kind of it reminds me honestly of a year ago when unemployment was spiking and then the stock market was at an all-time high is this just a mirror in the pandemic the salary caps just a delayed part of the economy from last year
1: yeah so uh my wife and i are going to new york and we're gonna stay there for for a little bit on Thursday and we're looking at real estate and I was um I was reading an article the other day about about what's come back and what hasn't. And they were saying that the apartments that came back almost instantly were like the twenty million dollar apartments. Like the twenty five <laughs> the stuff the stuff that, that we're we're looking for, the, the twenty to $25 million yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the no, twenty five million dollar apartments. Um uh, apartment. Yeah. No, but Kevin that, that, saved that, Zillow listings. That, yeah. Just a bunch of just sort sort from high to low and just let it rip. Um <laughs> But I know the but I was reading that and basically I was, you, you're, what you were saying just made me think about that, where it's just like, it does, at some point, it just doesn't matter because it's, a, it's the cost of doing business and it's, it's people who, I mean, these teams are screwed without it. Right. And so you can say, you can try and play hardball with Dak Prescott, but it doesn't matter because the Cowboys have the money to spend. Dak Prescott knows you have the money to spend and it doesn't, players are not going to take less. The Cowboys a couple of years ago did that weird thing. Bob Sturm came on a couple of months ago and we talked about it on this podcast where the Cowboys for like two days were like, Dak, you know, you should take less because being the, the quarterback of the Cowboys comes with a lot of good endorsements. And it's like, well, cool. He he can take the endorsements and he can also make $40 million on top of it. Like, what about that instead of taking $5 million less? Um, and so I think that, there, that there's just... I don't know. I mean, it, this was this was if you're Dak Prescott now or you're Josh Allen or you're Lamar Jackson, you are that top of the line uh big ticket. There's no there's no discounts with those guys. That that's what I'm saying. There are no discounts with a top of the line quarterback right now and it doesn't matter and there will be no pay cuts there will be no hometown discounts nothing matters except that the price is the price for an elite quarterback they deserve it Mahomes deserves it Watson deserves it all those guys deserve it and it doesn't matter you know Carlos Dunlap got got released today like that sucks but like the Carlos Dunlap negotiation it, for his next team has nothing to do with how they're going to pay their quarterback the quarterback price is separate from almost everything in football um like i've i've heard sometimes and this is just crazy but you know i, I sometimes gms or whomever are they'll just joke with me and say like the quarterback should have a separate salary cap like we should just pay that <laughs> it's almost like uh this is not what they say but like the mls has the beckham rule where essentially there's a i don't know what it is there's a three three players mls people can can let me know about this um there's three players i think who count outside the salary cap um and yeah that's how they bring in you know your your elite European kind of Frank Lampard, Pirlo, um, Steven Gerrard type players who've been through in the last decade. And it's like, I think sometimes GMs wish it was like that, where you could just (laughs) pay Matt Ryan $30 million and then, but then you could also give a bunch of money to your defensive line and your offensive line and team build that way because it sucks so much oxygen out of the room when you do have to pay that quarterback. But at the end of the day, you'd rather have that quarterback than not. Like, not having a quarterback is what gets people fired. Um, And so that's the there's no other position like that.
0: And to Danny's point, the answer to your question is yes. It is squeezing the other players on the roster because here's what's happening. Forking over $40 million in in average annual value on a contract, that's fine. For a quarterback like Dak Prescott, that's genuinely fine. But within the current macroeconomics of the NFL, and that's been exacerbated by the cap going down when everybody assumed it was going to go up, up, up because of the pandemic. But under the current structure, what happens is that the number is fine but you do all sorts of things when you need to like add the void years to push everything into a window and the mm-hmm. window's getting shorter and what's happening is that when you get to the end of it and all those bills are coming due you that you've pushed off 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 it's tanking is becoming a financial act less so than it is accruing draft picks Because Mm -hmm. basically what's happening is that you're pushing all of that financial pain into short periods of time. And those short periods of time really stink for the Carlos Dunlaps of the world. And for that middle class, because they're the ones that get let go and who, especially this year, have to fight it out when there's less money to go around. Decide if, you know, maybe they were making $5 million a year before, do they want to put their body through another NFL season if they're going to be making basically the veteran minimum, if that's all that's out there for them. Or do they think differently about a long-term deal versus a short-term deal? Whatever. Those are the decisions that are being put on the sort of veteran middle class of the NFL while teams are extending themselves for quarterbacks, which they need to do, but fitting those under the salary cap by doing all of this maneuvering. So the answer to your question is yes, and it it just has to do with how the salary cap hits are structured. It's not about paying Dak Prescott $40 million a year, but it's just about what you have to do to make that work.
1: I will say that the reason I didn't answer Danny's question with the yes or no is because he asked me to compare it to COVID unemployment. It was just an incredible heat check by him.
2: I was <laughs> I like, I, at the, it's like everything else. The people at the top are doing great, and then everyone below is kind of getting screwed. I think that's.
0: I let Kevin just like sort of paint in watercolor over that and then was like, okay, yeah. now I can talk that we've sort of cleared the space on that.
1: Yeah, now we can talk. Now, now I can just do 20 minutes on COVID unemployment. We'll We're like playing,
0: it's, it's, it's hot potato. That's what this we is. Didn't,
1: uh, we didn't, the only thing we we flicked at that we didn't talk about was Lamar Jackson's contract.
2: Danny Hyfe, it's what happens next. Oh, you want to, I mean, do you want like my really boring answer? I, I don't do. think that this... You, you DAC, seem incredibly
1: think, bored by all quarterback contracts. So, well, so let's just keep well, that well, I'm moving. Just saying,
2: no, not all. This one, because you said before, it's inevitable. And I think that's what... Bo- yeah. I don't think this DAC contract has any bearing on any of the other deals. I think the last five, six deals that were signed did have an impact. I think this one is as close to irrelevant as a huge deal can be because the circumstances are ludicrous in yes. how separate this is from others. So, like... Lamar Jackson's not going to get franchise tagged. Dak Prescott, again, was going to get $38 million if he got the second tag and was going to get like $54 million if he got tagged a third time. The fact that that was even possible, this just reaffirms like the Kirk Cousins situation. Don't let your quarterback approach free agency. That's really stupid. And this is just a weird confluence of events where it's like the Cowboys were both Somehow let Dak approach it because they let this uh, meander on, even though that they were, Jerry Jones was publicly saying Dak will be the quarterback and we will extend him. That's just probably not going to happen for other franchises. So all this, even Jerry Jones admitted publicly two months ago, Dak had all the leverage. That's just not how these go. It's not how it's going to go with Lamar in Baltimore. It's not going to go, be how it goes with Josh Allen Buffalo. The teams have the leverage. The whole system is built so the teams have the leverage. The Cowboys, ironically, even though Jerry Jones is like the most powerful owner, somehow squandered the leverage. Unless that happens with someone else, I don't think that this situation is applicable to other ones.
0: Kevin, we finally uh, got Heifetz worked up.
2: We got it now, going. Yeah, now I'm
0: overwhelmed. Yes. yes <laughs> now, he's now,
1: now he's overwhelmed. You got properly Heifetz. whelmed. Danny Heifetz, this was a joy. Pleasure. You you got me. I got you. I got you wound up. Uh, Nora Princiati. So, Danny Heifetz is going to have a column up about this. Is it already up, Danny?
2: No, it'll be up. up,
1: Hopefully. Have you written it?
2: Yeah, the process, you know.
1: I love it. Uh, Nora Princiati, uh, we're going to be back on a pod later this week. You also have a little Taylor Swift project going on here. You want to talk to people about that?
0: Um, It's called Every Single Album, Taylor Swift. It's the newest podcast from The Ringer. It is really a labor of love um, between myself and Ringer contributor Nathan Hubbard, uh, who I actually don't know in real life. We've never met each other in person, but for the last year, we've sort of been texting each other about Taylor Swift nonstop. And we've turned that into a podcast where we dissect every album of her career. And we dropped the first one... um, late Sunday night, Monday morning about her debut album. We're going to go Mondays and Thursdays up until April 9th, which is when she's expected to re-release the first of her old masters, which she's Mm -hmm. been undertaking the process of re-recording, which is a really cool intersection of music business the business of the music industry just musicality in general and then a really interesting celebrity career so it's going to be a super fun run um i've just absolutely loved working on it and still working on it and it's on the ringer dish feed so people want to listen go there
1: heifetz is re-recording all his old old danese podcasts
2: yeah we're recording it It, we are actually going to be on this feed on friday with danny kelly for the big board we're re recording that's correct. We're you
1: yeah. just you guys just gonna record whatever in Warren? Warren Sharp's coming on this week, by the way. So is he is knows. he gonna be
2: more whelmed than I was? I mean, Warren probably, Sharp yeah, is always probably. pretty whelmed. <laughs> he's he's, always he's, whelmed. He's always whelmed. He's,
1: he's always whelmed. All right, guys, this has been the Ringer Show on the Ringer Podcast Network.